0: Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. Uh, Monday morning football on a Sunday afternoon, which makes so much sense. Only because there's no way we're going to be recording the f- half four on, on Monday morning. It's not going to happen. I, I had good intentions. But it's all good. Um, Pro Football Ireland presented by ETA Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Jeff Rainbow tour starts Friday week Galway the way. Um, lanktr.ee/slash nfl ireland and if you haven't figured that I've had about four hours sleep already fair plenty Michael McQuaid, Michaela Fagan Connor Mankin. Michaela it's it's good to chat to you again I know we didn't get a chance to chat you last week what's crack
1: oh good just enjoying the start of the playoffs but I'm a little bit sad that the NFL is going to be finished in about three weeks a months time the thought of just going through six seven eight months without NFL is just starting to depress me
0: it's um. It's funny because there is some cool news coming up this week uh in Ireland which we can't really talk about yet but like it's I think there's going to be a lot that's happening um maybe not NFL wise but I guess just different like the, the local game different things going on in the off season but I, I agree it's going to be uh it's going to be a long few months I think this like this could be literally the penultimate episode that we have of this during the season because we're not going to have a championship one on so definitely got to enjoy it while we can and, and I've certainly enjoyed the crack um especially no matter how late or how early I, I appreciate it. I want to give a public thanks to everybody for their flexibility Connor Mangan uh, I don't know where you are today anymore like literally you're in a different place every time we talk man where are you able to... Mr Michael
2: McQuay I am in uh, Winslow Arizona um, the long old drive from Toronto Canada to San Diego California is nearly there I got one more day so yeah I'm in Winslow Arizona, which no one knows, but it's very close to Flagstaff. Flagstaff. People don't have a clue where Flagstaff is. Flagstaff is kind of close to Sedona. If you have a clue where Sedona is, kind of close to the Grand Canyon, but not that close. If you have a clue where any of that stuff is, I'm about four hours away from Phoenix. So I'm not too far away from San Diego. Well, four hours might be bit of my stretch. I could probably do it in three. But yeah, that's where I am right now. Um, it's great to be here. I couldn't get the pancake worker to, to start working because obviously I'm in some random motel, hotel. Um, but it's okay, holiday in after this podcast. Uh, it's not a holiday, inn, it's a quality in, it's a quality in which I used to call the low quality in because they're actually pretty budgety. But this one's actually lovely, it's actually been renovated. But the pancake worker doesn't work, but I will tackle that after this podcast, Michael. Like, so don't worry about it. First, bro, problems from all of us. And um, look,
0: I, I appreciate that from both of you coming on. It's uh, if you're listening to this, folks, fair play, you can the, the beauty about this podcast is. Uh, we're recording this after the Saturday games, but we should still, like, this is something that you can listen to for the teams involved, even on Monday as well. So um, we should be able to sort of discuss that without having too much of a time spoiler. Uh, shout out to my in laws who are letting me record from Clonus. So if the Wi Fi goes down, it's my fault. We're, we're all in Vegas. I feel like we're all in Vegas. Michaela, you,
1: you,
0: I think you get in the Friday. Am I, am I right
1: in thinking? The Saturday.
0: Saturday. Oh, okay, right. Bear with me. I'm gonna try and not plan out as I said. I think we'll try and do like a season finale somehow on the Saturday. Connor, you're T B C, yeah. Are you going? are you going for some big news in San Diego or what's the crack?
2: I maybe. I may be. That that's also T B C that's not a Monday morning podcast exclusive at the moment. Shut up, Michael,
0: yeah, is what you're saying basically. Yeah.
2: Okay. It's exclusively
0: with me. We will try and do a we'll we'll try and get a season finale. I I don't want to do one after, but I want to do before we get, we get your Super Bowl picks and have some crack, uh, and then we'll see the crack. And then we've got like a bit of a bit of a lull. I think I think the brand is going to take a month off, which uh, I'll 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 look ten years younger after it's over. I can't wait. I literally have a picture of me from week one to now, and it's actually quite fun. I'm gonna put it on Twitter next week. Anyway, shut up, Michael. Let's go on to the games. Well, we are
2: we are coming off a little bit of a high I'll Scott Hansen there uh reposted one of our one of our videos, which was very cool. It was all it's very sad to be Isn't done not? with red zone now. There's no red zone. There's no red zone today. Um There's not today But yeah. We have like an Angelus yes, here
0: in the in the back. Like, you know, like the Angelus We should. Thing.
2: I think that would be fitting. If we could have Anne Doyle pop on then at the end, just for an old intro to the podcast, that would be ideal. Okay. But yeah, Where's I'm he... gonna miss it all, but here we go. Here we
0: go. Um, what was Saturday and Wildcard Weekend in the NFL? A lot happened. First off, um, unless you're living under a rock, this is going out at about three o'clock on a Sunday, and the Steelers were meant to play the Bills at six o'clock. That has been moved to Monday at nine thirty. Um, I'm delighted to that. Like, I obviously hope everyone's safe. There's like some sort of like snow lake storm thing, which I'm not. This is not a meteorological podcast, but um, I think for Irish fans, it's class half night on Monday. Uh, my wife will not be happy when we're you know turning off love island tomorrow night to put on the staters against the bills but it suits us hopefully everybody's safe but we're going to look back on a couple of games the browns played the texans and the chiefs played the dolphins in what was the coldest game or one of the i think the fourth coldest game in nfl history let's talk about this browns texans game for a star because Michaela, you were saying just off screen to me before we come on about how fun that first half was. CJ to three touchdowns in the first half. And at at one point in the first half, it turned it turned into a shootout. The the reality is, um I don't really think it helped me personally. Like the there's so many things to go into here, which we will in a bit, but the defensive performance from the Texans in the second half meant that the Browns just couldn't get it going. Flacco didn't have a great second half at all. Um and their season's over. But I feel like that sort of one-sided second half made it a lot harder for me to stay up for this late game. It felt like I was really high in energy. And then it just went off. Different topic. And I'll talk in a wee second, Michaela, about how the Browns chose to play against the Texans, off- against the Texans offense. Because I read a fascinating article in bed this morning. But um, it's amazing. Like I, I put a TikTok up this morning about CJ Stroud like, for, for where he came in his life with... You know, I didn't even know his father's in jail and just the real issues that he's had across the years. He's a bona fide stud and I'm not gonna put any money on any team winning the Super Bowl, but I think I said to either you or Connor on a WhatsApp chat last night, they could really go all the way. They're really, really fun to watch on both sides of the ball.
1: I do really enjoy watching the Texans because I think CJ Shroud is a is a great quarterback. I I wonder if the Panthers are kicking themselves a little bit um for drafting Bryce over him and um, he's 100% gonna win rookie of the year to come into this Texans team you know under a rookie head coach as well it's just unbelievable and to bring them to the playoffs and to win the division over the Jaguars who also have a great quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and have a great head coach in Doug Peterson it's just a really really great achievement for your rookie year um i wouldn't be jumping on they could go all the way train i think they will maybe get knocked out in the next round the divisional round but or they could sneak into the afc championship game but you never know it's called any given sunday for a reason but um i was very impressed with them yesterday and you know i enjoy watching them plays one of the quarterbacks like i think if you were to look at this game and be like the browns with joe flacco and the texans and if the texans had like A backup quarterback like joe flacco playing i don't think he would have been excited for this game but the fact that it was cj stroud made it you know a game to watch basically um on joe flacco you know i was really impressed with some of the throws he was making um just very high kind of lofty balls and then bullet passes and stuff like that i was like damn he's still got a little bit in him and You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he'd be on the Browns next year, but I genuinely think he could be on a quarterback needy team because I'd like to see, I know he's like 39 years of age or whatever, but I'd like to see what he'd be able to do with, you know, all the reps and training and, you know, the off season to go over and the the offense and stuff like that. I think he could be a good, you know, quarterback to have in a team that needs one.
0: I'm gonna actually I was thank you for answering this. I'm literally gonna go around in a second and ask about Flacco and that's that's a perfect answer. It's it's really interesting because I feel we'll get different opinions on this. I'll, I'll stay in this game just two wee seconds. Connor, forty-five points the Browns concede. That's considerable, not obviously because of the fact it was a wildcard playoff game. And as Michaela said, the the Texans are fun to watch and some of the balls the Flacco was throwing for the Browns was, was was great as well. But when you concede as a defense forty-five points, it's one thing. The Browns defense came into that game. One of the highest ranked teams defensively in the league. Second in defensive DVOA. Second in pass defensive DVOA. And I'm going to go even more geek here, Connor. Um Basically, the Browns played um, on their defence single high coverage, either cover one or cover three, on 64% of the snaps. But whenever CJ Stroud was going up against cover one or cover three uh, throughout the regular season, he had 11 touchdowns, one interception. And a passer rating of 105.4. What does this mean? Everyone's asking. Only Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson had higher passer ratings against that sort of coverage. So why didn't Jim Jim Schwartz fix that last night whenever he knew it was going wrong? I think they're really going to regret that because yes, okay, they were 24-14 down. I think at the half or before that first pick six. First, in the first few minutes in the third quarter, but they certainly had a window. But that Texans' defence as well, jumping into another element of O'Connor, just completely tore them off. And it was fun to watch. Fun to watch, man.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, Cleveland, as all the commentators are saying, best-ranked defence in the NFL, best-ranked defence in the which they are... um... And so it's, it's kind of equally shocking that that would happen. I was kind of thinking, to be honest, halfway through the second quarter, I was like, I don't want to play either of these teams in any game. Either of these teams could go the whole way. That, that, that's what I was thinking. Now it looks like an idiot. So thank God I didn't say it. But I was thinking, I was actually going to text into the group. I'm like, I don't want to play any of these teams. These teams both look amazing. Um, you know, Cleveland got some of the running game going. And their passing was great. And their defense is looking well. Texans were, were looking hot too. Like I was kind of I was kind of going back and forth. As like, okay, Cleveland going to score. Okay, Cleveland going to hold him here now. I think Cleveland going to hold him. Nope, no, I haven't hold him. Okay, scored right away. All right, here we go. It was like, it was a proper duke out. It was an amazing game for the first half. It turned into a bit of a blowout then. Um, I actually thought um, there was a big long pass that uh, CJ Stroud made to Nico Collins that he missed. It would have been about a 60 yard touchdown pass in the second quarter. I kind of thought when they missed that, to be honest... I was like, oh, was that an opportunity? That would be a real dagger. I think it was about seventeen fourteen, something around there, or something around that around that time. And I was like, oh god, are they, they going to regret that? And camera panned to their to um, to CJ Stroud, and he kind of was like, you know, shaking his head. and His head kind of drooped a little bit, and he was kind of like, damn. And you are like, oh, it's going to be bad. And I think Nico Collins was really upset at himself because he could have caught that. And they came and panned to the sideline and they were just like nodding their head like, yeah, we were really close there, really close. They they weren't even phased. They actually weren't even phased. I think they were kind of like, this is exactly what we were going for. This was really, really close. We'll have this opportunity again. Um, And then they go and score, you know, another 30 points on top of that-ish. Very, very impressive. Also without Dell who I thought Michaela was going to be rookie of the year, to be honest about halfway through the season, uh, even as a wide receiver, because he, he was he was absolutely electric and teams like couldn't handle him. Um and like Gibbs kind of dropped off for the for the Lions a little bit in the last few games regular season. So would have maybe been there if Del, if Dell said healthy. But like Singletary, absolutely insanely good. Uh, Nico Collins unbelievable I think their their O-line gave them uh, a ton of protection for CJ Stroud I actually thought the Cleveland Brown blitzed a bit too hard I think they were going for CJ Stroud a little bit too much when they realized how good he was playing um, I don't think people expected him to play as well I think they were really going for him hard and what happened was they exploited they got the running game going with Singletary um, and they found these huge holes because they were coming so hard the Browns were coming at them really really hard and trying to make those big plays or energize the team didn't really work um i don't want to play the eastern texans on any team because they just look amazing to be honest they look like like you look at their offense and i was thinking like they look like the like an all blacks in their prime every single player is fast every single player is strong every single player is jinky every single player knows what they do every single player is running aggressively it was just it was a joy to watch and even that single tear running anything for that last touchdown a little like hop skip and a jump into the end zone just like delighted because we're like like you know we're playing unbelievable you know we're playing like eight year olds in the backyard you know running around just like making people this is like this is heaven and the Texans were class so really enjoyable game to watch
0: I am um, just going on that like their defence for the Texans reminds me of the feeling you get when you watch a team on this way to a Super Bowl I'm not saying that they're the full that they're a full finished product on the offence they're very right fun to watch but their defence could take them to the championship game. I, I think they could take on any team next week and give them a game, and it's going to be obviously impressive and and interesting to see who they get. We'll not know to um, about around midnight and Tuesday more than our time with this Bills and Steelers game now being moved in terms of who they might play, etc. We'll have an idea, but we'll see. I think I think they can take on anyone. I want, just a shout out as well, the Mac Ryan's what he's done in Houston is sensational in the year, but I really think Kevin Stefanski the best uh, win percentage. In his time in Cleveland, since Marty Schottenheimer, eleven and six, and a wild card spot with Joe Flacco coming in and in chaos at one point, it's such a good job. He's going to be a candidate for coach of the year at the honors in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, Michael, you touched on Joe Flacco. I think it's important to talk about him just generally here before we move on to this next game. I I agree with you. I think. See, I think you you said you were watching the Sky Covers as well. I think it was it Muhammad and Sue was talking about how he'd be interested in seeing another team. Certainly as a backup somewhere, he sort of said his goodbyes to Cleveland last night. Um he impressed me because I've I, I've seen him play in person at Denver and it just it wasn't great to say the least. But we've seen that Flacco's got the experience. That was his first. Um I can't remember like I, I'm, I'm not sure if he had a very, very negative playoff record. I, I haven't got it in front of me, but for him to lose last night certainly doesn't take anything away from me. Like, yes, he had a couple of issues with um, interceptions in the second half of the game. But if if I was relying on the backup quarterback coming in and Joe Flacco was there, I'd certainly take him. For him to play the way he's played on average over the last few weeks of the season at his age is, is super. Have you got anything else you want to say about this game before I jump on, Michaela, or what's the crack?
1: No, just I I guess like just watching Joe Flacco play, what kind of looks like old school football a little bit. You know those, you know when you see those kind of really high in the air passes anymore like he, was, he just really goes for the long shots like nearly most of the time and it was good to see that again I guess you know quarterbacks you know so often kind of use their legs they're kind of dual quarterbacks you know see C- CJ Stroud, Justin Fields you know all those guys can use their legs like I'm sure they can throw it far but like that seems to be the main aspect of Joe Flacco's game and you know I think he definitely deserves another chance if he wants to play next year. You know, he's won a Super Bowl, you know. I, I know that's not always like, you know, the be all and end all like look at Nick Fault, he won a Super Bowl, the Eagles, and I don't even know where he is now. But, you know, I think he's proved himself this season, you know, to help get the Browns into the playoffs towards the end of the season. He deserves even just a backup spot or, you know, a starter for a few weeks for a really needy quarterback team. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how far the Browns will go next year if Deshaun Watson stays healthy as well. Um but yeah, it was probably it was a great start to the to the playoff games, I must say.
0: Hell of a trade for the Texans. Uh Bowles, I think, is a pretty agent. So if that is the case where Flacco is is gone. It's been a great career, Joe. And I was sort of half hoping that he would have made one more run. Because that, that year we, we ran with Baltimore Connor was something else. Connor, just your thoughts on Flacco before we before we hop on and talk about uh, the ice bowl. is this it?
2: Um, I don't know. It's kind of a disappointing end, right? Like, I mean, I don't think we can kind of deny that. that it was kind of like all this hype, like all built up like, like, hey, did anyone know that Joe Flacco was the best quarterback in the NFL? Like, there's all these memes going on, all these jokes, and, everyone, and everyone's kind of like, ah, oh, it's kind of hard to argue because he's playing unreal, as you said, Michaela. Kinda of had a big arsenal there, like you, the the lofty passes that were very accurate. That's the key to them. Lofty passes are grand if you can pass them accurately and you're putting them in the place a place that's not easy for safeties or DBs to grab or anything like that. So I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, like I'm kind of thinking right now because right after I'm kind of thinking no. But if you look at his tape, and I mean, how many games did he get? He got uh, four regular season games, five regular season games at the end. I mean, if I'm Joe Flacco, or I'm his agent. I'm kind of like, well, look at his tape, and I'm like sending it out to everyone. Like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Pittsburgh right now, I would rather have Joe Flacco as my quarterback going into Monday than. Well, Michael, Michael unmuted himself. Go, go back and mute yourself. Just Hold let, on. Let me talk. Mason talk.
0: I mean, we'll talk about this. Mason Rudolph's done a decent job. Like, did a decent job.
2: Have you ever said in your life, or ever considered that Mason Rudolph's the best quarterback in
0: the NFL? We'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. All right, nobody. You hear that pause? going to pause there. There was, a, a, there.
2: There was a, there. a. There was a. a very a computer very. Computer loaded. Heavy at the beginning, of that that uh, being that phrase, I just wouldn't have said that. You know, I would rather have him. And but I think there's lots of teams that could use him as that. I hope he doesn't become that because maybe he deserves a full season, or maybe at 38, maybe they're can't take a full season. But I doubt that because quarterbacks usually really take care of themselves, and have been taken care of a lot throughout their career. So you I mean you can get yourself together and do it. Aaron Rodgers is going to do it. Uh, You know, Brady did it for years, although Brady was a bit of a freak um, in terms of like his discipline and his health. I would love to see him somewhere. I'm not sure where, but somewhere where he will go and not ask for a crazy amount of money, I think is key, although he is due a minimum because he's a vet; he's 38 years old, so you gotta give him a minimum. But maybe he can structure a deal where the rest of the team can kind of stack a bunch of guys behind him, kind of like what Brady did with Tampa, and what San Francisco are inadvertently doing a Brock Birdie um, like something like that I think might work really really well uh, if someone goes down um, I, I would love to see him because I, I really like them play but yeah it's it's kind of sad right now and I don't really know I wish I had an answer I wish I could, I wish I could tell people like oh yeah definitely this is going to happen Definitely, we're definitely going to see him again can't wait to see him have a great season another great playoffs make it when it's 39 fairy tale ending blah 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 or I have another couple of years but I, I don't know I don't know is the answer.
0: Let's uh let's use the time. I mean let let's see. We've got plenty of time. We've got we could literally have a child between now and the start of the next season. We've plenty of time to talk about Joe Flacco. We could. It's nine months. We'll see. Um we'll talk about that in a bit. The Dolphins Chiefs game was I think for many, the one of the games of the weekend. Uh, certainly for me, we'll talk we'll, we'll try and get some time to talk about this the end of this, the game coming up on Sunday Night Football is the, one of the games of the season so far with the storyline around it. But um, Tua coming back in, sorry, Tua coming into Arrowhead and Tyreek coming in for the first time as a Dolphin into Arrowhead because of the game in Germany, which meant that couldn't happen. Um, wh- where do we really start here? I mean, like the situation like for me was this Dolphins team showed so much promise. And for me, obviously they got beat 26-7, but the game plan for me was simple all they had to do was go into Arrowhead and run the ball effectively and once or twice per drive get a 10 to 20 to 30 yard pass anywhere in between get the first down no matter where possible there was two situations I think in the second quarter and also the third quarter where the Dolphins uh, had two key third downs McKeel I think third and two third and three or third and four and they messed them up and You cannot mess up those opportunities against a Chiefs team that will punish you. Uh, For me, there was that. But then there was also, i seen one of our friends, I'll not name him because he was at the game, but he was talking about the need for a post-mortem for this Miami Dolphins team. I didn't like the call on fourth down uh, in the middle of the field uh, with four minutes to go in the second quarter. I, I understand when you go to Arrowhead and you're trying to play tough and you're trying to really shut the crowd up it's important to put a marker down, but I think in that situation where you're, I think it was either 13 or 14-7 down, take your time, play well, try and get a field goal at the minimum. And I, I just I just didn't like the call on fourth down, it meant Kansas City took over, and that was sort of the way the game went. I mean, for me, like the Dolphins have only scored 19 points in Week 17 against Baltimore um, in that game that obviously decided the number one seed in the AFC, 14 points in a very disappointing game against Buffalo, um, I just, I think a lot of Dolphins fans are going to be very, very disappointed. Um, And certainly, and I know, I'm, Michaela, I'm talking a lot about, about, about Miami here because we're going to have the opportunity, obviously, today and going forward, talking about the Chiefs next week. But uh, look, the, the Chiefs do their job. A couple of big, big key drops by Travis Kelsey, but it's clear that Rasheed Rice is a real threat on this offence going forward. And a team that has now found themselves... with the capability to really get him going they need to get Travis Kelsey going if they're going to get through next week personally I think the weather was obviously a massive factor on the night and that's that's the reality of it but Michaela a Miami passing game that had 89 yards through the air in the first three quarters 52 of that out of 89 came on one play That's, that's not good enough and questions we can maybe talk about two in a minute but you know we talked about the Texans there I think the Texans would have beat that Chiefs team last night based on how The Dolphins play. They didn't take their chances. Um, tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Go for it.
1: I, if I was a fan of the Dolphins and just kind of an analyst of this game, I would be very concerned about the Dolphins because this is the second year in a row they've done this. They started off really, really red hot. You know, Tua MVP. You know, they could get the number one seed in the AFC and then when they just get through that halfway point of the season, they just plummet. I don't know what happens to them. They've done it last year, they've done it again this year. I don't know if questions should be asked about the head coach for this. Maybe it's a stamina issue, you know, maybe it's a an atmosphere issue I don't know maybe they just kind of bottle it towards the end I think the weather you know... was a
0: factor last night I, I'm not bullying, but do you, do you think the cold weather was an issue for guys in Miami surely surely they could get like a room where they turn the temperature down massively I'm sure they do that like do you think it was a massive issue for them or...
1: oh 100% was a massive issue because I saw two interesting stats about the Miami Dolphins yesterday one is that they have not won a game I think with this current head coach where it's been like less than minus where, or where it's been like under three degrees Celsius, they haven't won a game. And then um, this season, I think the Patriots had more wins against over 500 teams than the Dolphins did. The Dolphins only had one win over a winning, like a team with a winning record. So I think that's, you know, those two stats, I know stats and everything, but I think that's a big, big sign about this Miami Dolphins team. I think, you know, they can go out and they can play really well against, you know, the mediocre or the average teams. But then when push comes to shove, they can't, you know, get over the line against the, the teams they need to beat. Like, you you said yesterday you thought that the Dolphins had a chance to win this. But once I saw that stat about them not winning under in certain weather conditions, I was like, they're not going to win that. Um, But... You know, I think if you are looking six weeks ago, and you would say the Bills, who have had who were awful at the beginning of the season, who have who have fired an offensive coordinator, they would have the, the they would beat the Dolphins in that conference. I think you would have laughed. You would have put money on the Dolphins winning that conference at the AFC East, and they didn't. Um, and they've been knocked out in the wild card again. So I really t- I don't know what they're going to have to do. They're really going to have to tweak something down there, um, in Miami, um, in terms of the Chiefs. You know, I expected the Chiefs to win. It was Arrowhead, the cold weather. You know, I don't think the Chiefs are as good as they were last year. And um, Kelsey's dropped off. I think significantly. I think if you're comparing him to last year, um, but I think you expected them to at least get over the wild card. Now, I think, I think you're right, Michael, in saying that the Texans could probably beat them. You know, if they were playing them last night. So it'll be interesting to see now once all these kind of, you know, on the fringe teams are knocked out of uh the wild cards, you know, like the Browns, like the Dolphins. Um, it'll be interesting to see um how the Chiefs fare because I think, you know, they're probably not gonna make it to the Super Bowl this year.
0: Um unless Pittsburgh beat Buffalo, I feel I, I'm nearly certain, Connor, that the Chiefs would then not play an R ahead again this year. They'd have two road games to go to the Super Bowl. The one thing I'll add to Michaela's point is this, Connor. for you. Um, the general feeling outside of, you know, cities in this, or states in in the US with certain NFL teams from betting points of view and from analytical point of view is a lot of people think the Chiefs will just make the Super Bowl again. And the reality is they're 120 minutes away from doing so. All they have to do is just sort of pull through and find a way again. And it's like, do you know what it's like watching Connor? It's like watching Brady with a half-decent team. That's what it is. Like, that's the reality of Patrick Mahomes. I want to, just before I get your points in this game, I want to mention a couple of people. Uh, LFC 1993 replied to us saying, in terms of expectations, Miami are one of the worst playoff teams there's been in years. And um, I, I do want to just Correct. put in what Ryan said, does Joe Flacco's performance remind us of the inevitable nature within which our bodies will fail us and we will all return to dust? And then Biff said... Incorrect. As, yeah, shout out to Emmett. Has, Biff said, has two of the medals. To carry the fins to the next level i do you know what connor after watching that last night i don't think he does i think a different quarterback makes those plays like that interception at the end of the first half where he throws it and it just goes over that could have been the difference in this game if that had went in at 14 all at halftime come could have completely changed the game and granted the chiefs were good value for their win in the end because the dolphins combusted and they've had injuries we know they have but i'm starting to ask myself is to the guy at QB to go forward. And if I'm Mike McDaniel doing the postmortem next week, I tell myself, what can I put in here instead? I think it's time to change.
2: I think you're saying Joe Flacco to Miami. I don't know. No, Kirk Cousins. Cousins Seriously, Kirk Kirk Cousins Cousins? is our favorite quarterback. Yeah, why not? He makes a lot of short passes, though. Kirk Cousins, I don't know if I trust him on the long passes. Definitely has the arm. I just don't know if you trust them. I don't know either. Like, I'm kind of left with the same feeling, and I'm actually definitely more of a fan of Tua, but I'm kind of left with the same feeling that, like, oh man, like I wish, I wish this was a bit different. I wish, I don't know, I I, I wish for a different feeling. I, I like, I thought they would do a lot better. They have a running game. They have a passing game. One of the best wide right receivers there's ever been, I think, in Tyreek Hill. Um, everything kind of went well. In terms of, uh, like, everything was kind of set up for them. They're against the kind of Chiefs team, as you said, Michaela. that aren't doing great. Kind of look like they're struggling a little bit. Um, I mean, wow, well, I'm struggling a little bit. Well, receivers can't catch the ball. Like, literally, they have all these guys, and they can't catch the ball. Like, Kadarius Tony's probably had one of the worst rookie seasons ever. Like, it was absolutely, compared to expectations, talking about to his expectations in the playoffs, uh, being a complete letdown, which I totally agree. Whatever, like, Tony's expectations as a rookie. Like, my God um and that's like like kansas got it done but what i think about miami and Tua, i i might be thinking about getting some competition in there but Tua is kind of seen as his big deal so if you cut Tua, or if you get rid of him or maybe you trade him you trade him for a bigger guy for someone else and like a couple of picks or something like that i think they might be open to that like i love mike mcdaniels i love the rest of their team but yeah they just couldn't get it going in in an ice box which Shouldn't make a ton of difference, but then you think about like the reasons why a lot of players will go to Miami. Obviously, they're going now because Mike McDonald's is there, they have a good team there. But previously, it was income tax and it was weather. Like, if we're being brutally honest, I think actually Tyreek Hill said that. He was like, he was like, oh, I'm done here, like, nice to get some sunshine, and get no income tax with his wipes on, you know, his like, like, like his pits, like shouting away um, as loud as he does. Um, yeah, I just very disappointed with them, but I think the the metal and the steel of the Kansas City Chiefs kind of shone true. Patrick Mahomes can get you out of he can get you out of small situations that seem insignificant at the time and he'll get you this little first down or he'll get you these six yards pickups or he'll do this like little pass that, you know, gets you like a little bit closer on for for a third down or something like that, that, you know, other quarterbacks will not have done. He makes these like little tiny adjustments that make these huge differences. And I think you're seeing that, yeah. he's he, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. You can see that from from what he did, which was unreal. Um, so very impressive by by then, to be honest, very impressive by Booker and Tommy Townsend for the two or three field goals that they made. Your Super Bowl ticket on. goes on with Tommy Townsend, eh? You're praying. I know, to I know. Don't tell anyone, but yes, hopefully Tommy because Tommy comes, then Johnny comes. Okay, it's like um, they're 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 tango. So, because i we'll I'd, I'd
0: definitely be harping on this man here because if the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl, Tommy Townsend is what he's all out. I don't
2: know what the crack is, to be honest. With well, I don't even know how much tickets players get. But anyway, my point being is it was amazing to see them actually, actually nail those field goals in that type of weather because the ball is the ball is rock hard too. like those balls are made of leather. They're like a G.A. ball, but um, it is absolutely insane what they're able to do and 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 make it work like Tom Towns is out there with no gloves on holding the ball on like an ice slab so very impressive yeah i'd be worried about playing the chiefs too um uh, but after coming off a big win like that where you know maybe they're kind of like so and so like they're against a good team guys the dolphins is really really cold then their next game is a trap game they win their next game i think they'll get to the play- or they'll get to the super bowl it's so the next game that's the trap game for them yeah
0: I, I think personally and we're going to get some we picks here in a second I think if the Chiefs win the next game they'll get to the Super Bowl that's the reality of the current situation even though we've talked all year about how competitive the AFC is I know that's a pure paradox if that even is what a paradox is in my job line I should know what a paradox is I don't uh, right let's very quickly get some picks we're going to now timestamp this podcast because the time people listen to this on Monday morning it's half not going to be relevant and um, I think that. Out of the Cowboys, the Lions, the, the Bills and the Eagles, I think at least one lose. I think there's an upset. I think we're doing an upset after those first two games on Saturday. Michaela, first off, feel free to give a one-word answer or give a 10-second discussion. Cowboys-Packers, Um, for me, I'd love, I would love to cue the pun to pick Jordan Love and the Packers. I feel like they could go out and make a game of this. I think this is the year Dallas get to the Super Bowl. I'm going to think the Cowboys. Who have you got?
1: Uh, I think... If the Cowboys lose this, they are proper bottlers. Typical January Dallas if they lose again. Every yeah, January. Yeah, like typical. They can't. Free McHale, they can't. They not bottlers? Is Dak Prescott not a bottler? Sorry. <laughs>
2: Just want to clarify that.
1: No, Dak Prescott is a bottler. And I always say that the Cowboys should get rid of him. But they played well this year. That I'm kind of like, oh, maybe you could go far enough um, for me to change my mind about that. But I think if they lose this game, oh, they're awful, awful bottlers. Kind of like Miami and the AFC. Um, but worse because they won their division. Um, I think the Cowboys have to win. I like, like, I wouldn't be overly, overly surprised if it is an upset with the Packers winning. But I just think you know, the Cowboys—they played really well this season. They have a lot more star quality on offense and defense. So I think they are going to win.
0: Don Bule and the Boot cotter. Sorry, McKillop, but like my
2: yeah, it was weird. It was yeah. weird, Michael. You were like Jordan Love and the Packers. I was like, it's Up who? the I was thinking, I was thinking Daniel Wheeler and the Packers, the first you know, Irishman knows... in knows
0: years to be in the NFL playoffs.
2: I saw that very impressive, cannot wait to see him play. Um, also, it's got a perfect arena to see him play against, against the, Cowboys. the Cowboys. I'll tell Cowboys you what. In the Super Bowl, when New York Giants won their Super Bowl, Steve Wedderford was their punter. Okay. He's now he's a kind of muscled fitness guy. He had an unbelievable game. Okay. He he pinned the Patriots back a lot. They were stuck in the corners. They were absolutely awful. Um, uh, they they hated Steve Wedderford. There's actually words that he might get the MVP. So a punter can make a massive difference. Kind of similar to J.K. Scott in the national championship game for Alabama. He was causing so much hassle. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Daniel can do, see if he can pin that offense back into the corners and get them all stuck in uh, and cause massive problems. So who am I going to pick? Is it going to be Dallas? Is it going to be the Packers? Obviously, it's going to be the Packers. Okay, he's got a... Daniel Wheeler's got a horseshoe up his ass. Let's go, Green Bay. Let's go.
0: I think... I I I, I know we have to roll for these other ones. So I will shut up here. But I think the Giants were 8-8 eight eight that season, which shows you that the Packers are 9-8. and eight, Like, that's
2: sure Anything can happen here with any team. So like, that Daniel it. did say, remember when he said, because they were kind of, they were just coming off a win when we interviewed the mid-season. They were struggling there for a while. They were struggling at the beginning of the season. We were like, ah, oh, is Jordan Love the guy? Is he not the guy? I think you know, he has actually had a better season than the numbers that Aaron Rodgers did last year, which is incredible. Um, and Dan Wieland did say, well, you know what? A lot of things are kind of clicking together. We have been working. We have been kind of saying to ourselves for a long time that this is kind of coming together. And now it's all clicking. And we do feel that we have the team to go all the way. So, I right one word answer, I think this is the game of the weekend for me, Lions-Rams,
0: I am taking Matthew Stafford to destroy his old team's playoff hopes in the first home playoff game in 30 years in Detroit, who got McGillan, what a game
1: Are you forgetting that it's also a revenge game for Jared Goff? I am, Stafford's far
0: better, Stafford's clutch
1: No, I think Goff is actually unbelievable and I would, like I actually really, really like him and I like the Rams start off brutal this year I know this is a one word answer but I actually was talking to a guy on Instagram today who had you know he supports the Rams but he had them winning the Super Bowl and I was like there's no way in hell they're going to win the Super Bowl fair enough if they beat the Lions but I think this the Lions have played much better they deserve it more than the Rams the Rams have just kind of plotted through the season so I'm taking the Lions
0: Uh oh see your wee puppy in the background there Connor go for it who you got
2: revenge is a dish best served by winning by one point with about 26 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. The Lions are going to win. Nah, oh my God. Nullies going for the ra- By I, one, I, I by one, by go. one, by the way. By the one. Take take the over. Take the over in the Lions if I was a betting man on 88 sport, but that would be my bet. 18 plus B Gamble aware,
0: yada, yada, yada. Please bet responsibly, folks. I think, I think Safford destroys his reputation in Detroit. I, I I just want that. Uh, Buffalo against Pittsburgh. No one's given the Steelers a chance. Uh, it's it's a very, very bad weather in Buffalo. Now look before he's going, you're, you're, you're just picking them on oh, gonna Why can't Jalen Ward and Najee Harris run for over two hundred yards and beat them? I'll take this. i I'll take the Steelers in a shock. Only because they want to watch party in Ireland next week. That's the only reason. But I, I, I think they could take them or they could be blown out. I understand. So I'll take the Steelers by three for a shock. But I want no harm to you, folks. I do not want to be sitting watching obvious football. We've seen two big wins last night and they were gone in the third quarter. I want to have a good game. I'll take the Steelers on a Monday night football. For us, it technically is Monday night football by a field goal. Michaela, who have you got?
1: You need your head examined if you're taking Josh Allen. Oh, you're taking May- Mason Brown. Nah, hold hold oh, on,
2: we've hold on. Oh, seen... Freudian well, slip by Michaela.
0: No, no, well, there's like 15 Josh Allens in the league, to be fair. But what I'm saying is the run game for the Steelers is excellent. Yes, TJ Watts out. But if the defense steps up, the Bills have shown in many games this year, especially at home, they haven't been that great. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Yeah, but then the Bills have, you know, came together at the end of the season and won their division. So, you know,
0: everyone's, everyone's 0-0. That's my argument.
1: Still, still, it's definitely the um, Bills.
0: Whose phone is is that? Is Connor? take your phone going off, or is that me? I don't even know anymore. Connor, who have you got?
2: Um, I actually would like an upset too, but here's why I'll justify my upset. I think the Steelers actually have a very, very good run game. Um, I think they don't know a whole lot. I think the Bills don't know a whole lot about Mason Rudolph. So I don't think there's a whole lot they can kind of dissect from that. I think they're coming off a high. They're coming off a great end to the season. What looked like their season was over when they played against the, the Eagles midseason. So well done for the Bills for getting here. I just feel I I don't know. I hope my buddy Derek just not to this massive Bills fan in uh in Orlando. But I
0: Your Wi Fi had to go, didn't it? You're you're a mute. I actually, thought they were Oh, it's working now. it's working now. Go give us your back
2: if I'm-, I'm back now. Am I back? You're back. Keep going. You're good. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. So, I don't know if... Um, like, we saw literally... We saw yesterday a team coming off an unbelievable high. The quarterback in the NFL, Joe Flacco. Okay, NFL Films. It was all being set up, okay? I could I could see the script. The script writers had it going. Coming off a great end to the season. And they got absolutely trolloped. Okay, with a capital T and R. By Houston, Texas. I don't think anyone saw that coming. So who would see Pittsburgh coming with Najee Harris and with Warren and with you know a 400 yard passing game by Mason Rudolph? I off the knows, red nose you know, Anything can happen. The weather is absolutely trash, but we'll see. Uh, okay, I've been waiting for this moment. I'm not even gonna lie for, two, for like two weeks.
0: I think I said it's the Mark Hogan or J. I can't remember. Like I was like, Michaela, this game isn't Michaela bowl. I have been waiting for this pick for a long time. Well, like literally six days. Baker Mayfield <laughs> against Philly, and um, I think genuinely i think philly stomped them i think there's a lot of negativity around philly based upon the way they played in new york i'll give them the benefit of the doubt but it's obvious that there's serious issues in the dressing room aj brown's try, trying trying to, to push it down what i would say is it's it's week zero now everyone's 0-0. they start again they've got the talent to go into tampa bay and get the business done but that being said Michaela baker mayfield could turn it on i'm like into I'm like, I, I need to like go to bed because i can't keep staying up to watch these games but this is so intriguing because if Philly do go out, I think Sirianni, I think has gone. But by, by the time he gets to the bus, Philly Eagles fans will not never forgive him. Going to shut up and let you pick them and be out of here. But I'll take the Eagles by twenty.
1: I think that's very odd saying Sirianni could be gone when they started ten and one and were at the Super Bowl last year. Um, I, I, I know why this is a funny one because I love Baker Mayfield, but I obviously support the Eagles. But I've actually. Very impressed how the books can play, but I think they've been too inconsistent. And I know the Eagles were really bad towards the end of the season, but, you know, that, ha- that, so that happens to the best of teams, you know, so I'm still going to take the Eagles. But I wouldn't mind if they lost to the Bucs because of Baker Mayfield.
0: <laughs> what I would say for any Eagles fan that hates me right now, uh, they demoted Sean Desai from our Patricia. People haven't liked it. They haven't been great. They were destroyed against a Giants team that had an average... or something points a game per season and against Arizona in week 17 they had the third worst defensive performance in the entire league for the entire season. It's clear also, in my opinion, from no sources whatsoever in Philly, it just seems he's lost the room. He genuinely looks frustrated. That's why I think he could lose his job, never mind the fact that the Philly fans are nuts. Connor, what's it like when a coach loses the room? I'm joking, just give us your pick. Who have you got, Philly or Tampa
2: Bay? well okay I'm just going to do a quick little uh, five minute monologue on why right. coaches lose the room no um I like I mean I think Philly are going to win basically I think the same kind of as Michaela I think Tampa Bay I mean kind of um, not really got a look but yeah kind of like things were kind of really going their way um but if you look at Philly's record I mean they had a poor end to the season a lot of their wins came within like I think like three points there's like seven or eight wins that come within like three points that's like very very tight so maybe that ten and one really looks a lot better than what you think. Maybe that ten and one should actually be closer to, I don't know, six and five, seven and four. I don't know. I don't want to say exactly. I like think Philadelphia Eagles are going to win. I think if they lose, it actually is going to be a disaster. I think I'd kind of be like uh, quite upset because the only time PBA is exciting as a team, I just. I think it be bad for the season, it's gonna be bad for the Eagles here. Yeah, I think heads will roll if they went ten and one and then they can't beat Tampa Bay in in a wildcard game. So or a playoff game. So
0: shout out to Tampa Bay who made the playoffs with baker bigger renaissance. The Bucks get to the playoffs to high really, That's a huge achievement as well. Massive shout out to them because we haven't the time to do that in this podcast over the last few weeks. That's it. That is it. We'll be back potentially next Sunday to talk about the divisional games. Where will you be next Sunday? Connor, so we know for time difference, wise.
2: Um, I actually think, uh good question. I would probably be in Mexico. Jeez. Okay, long right. Long story, well... long story, long story. Don't even, don't worry about me. I'm like, I'm like Dora the Explorer, but just Irish and male. I'm sort of. Out.
0: It's all good. Uh, here, Michaela, Connor, thanks a million. I'll, I'll let you go about your days and actually enjoy your Sundays. Uh, Jeff Rainbow Tour, I can't remember all of the dates. There's too many of them in a good way. linkt slash NFL Ireland. And big thanks to A-Day Sport. And uh, yeah, we'll be back. Another podcast tomorrow, probably. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. scummy log long Slungbutt.